Good Friday, radio listener. This is Full Spectrum Cycling. It is show number 216. The second one back from our hiatus. Gonna... What are you doing with that beer over there already, man? She dang old beer right up in my there. There's a Tony across the table from me. Mm-hmm. We are JK list today, temporarily without a JK. I'm not even sure he knew we were doing the show today. I'm not sure myself. I'm not sure either. I did you listen to last week's show? Uh yeah, yeah, I did. Seventy-four edits, I think. Oh boy. You know what I don't do to shows? Edit. That's exactly right. <laughs> How long did that take you? It, it takes maybe, so if the show's 30 minutes, it might take 45 to an hour to listen to the whole thing and pull stuff out, go back, make sure it makes sense, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's way better than in the original times when we started doing stuff where we'd like try to have like a scripted thing and then you'd stop and you go, ah, it sucked, let's do that again. And I'm like, we're not fucking doing that again. We're doing it the way it was done the first time and then we're going to... You get one take. That's it. And then you go on. If you made a mistake, big whoop. Is this like, you know, superstar radio? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. Of but course. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know. What's going on? What's happening? What's the deal? Sam's foot. Let's. <laughs> our buddy, our buddy, strongman Sam. We can't call him that anymore, can we? I he, think, he prefers not to be called strongman. kind of derogatory or something? He prefers to not be called strongman Sam. Just Sam. Just he's, Sam. he's just Sam. He's, he's, but he happens to be very strong. Yes, and so his foot break was very similar to the one that you did at Ray's Indoor Mountain Bike Park yep. here in Milwaukee. Yep. How long ago was that? That was like a uh, dozen, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Man, time flies when your foot's healing. Yep. I yep. hope it flies for him when it's healing because he took like a leave of absence from work. Two months. Yeah, so he can't really do much until two months He's from now. Anyway, so somehow his uh, his where he works must be really like him because everybody else would probably be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, well, I think you've got a legal leg to stand on there, too, potentially. Possibly. But, yeah, but, it, but he wasn't injured at work. No. He's got five screws in his foot. So many, Liz Frank, right? I had five as well. Oh, okay. So um, but his recovery guys, is much faster than mine, so I'm guessing his wasn't as bad, or 10 years later they've done better on the procedure. Or maybe he's just in better shape huge, than you. Yeah, well, there's that, too. <laughs> but well, he's got to put 300 pounds on a foot. I got to put 160. Right, yeah, for sure. You know. So did you find him a trike? Uh, I got a trike donated to me by Paul, who Paul and Sarah were living in my place, who are now on their way to upstate New York, because uh, Sarah got her PhD, um, which is very exciting. And they had bought this for their father. His Paul had bought it for his father, and his father never used it, so he used it a few times. And it's got SLA batteries, and it's got a really bad front hub motor that it's cheaper. It's going to literally looking at at Crap, crap is on. It's actually just going to be cheaper to buy a new front wheel and an e-kit, you know, with lithium-ion batteries and just be done with it. It's give it, 400 bucks. Give it to Sam. Uh, I could let Sam ride if he if it holds him up. Yeah, I was wondering if it would be strong enough to yeah. support his girth. Yeah. But uh, so, so uh, Sarah, too, did she, did she go away with the Trek 400? Yes, in fact, Sarah did. Um, it turned out really, really nice. I was really surprised. Um, it should have always been a 36 front I think instead it's a, of yeah, 54. It's a 38, I think. 38. Whatever. Yeah, it was perfect. It it climbed like a billy goat, and when it was in top gear, it was as fast as she's ever going to want to go, and then some. Yeah. So for a free bike, 
you know, and I got matching blue petals. Here's the funnier part about that, though. Okay, so I'm in Truly Spoken because it's my closest shop, and I wanted to just, I like to support them once in a while. And I'm going through the petals, and I'm looking to see what to get. Ended up with, uh, S- no, PK Ripper, who is Essie. SC uh, Racing. Yeah, just regular old pedals. And I'm walking through, and Aton actually has like a number of electric cargo bikes. Some of them kind of pricey. Are they consignment bikes from no, other these, people? No, these are, are these... brand new. Okay. So he's got, um, I think, an extra cycle. No, he, I'm sorry, he has a couple of the Yubas. Anyway, I'm looking through all these, and I look, and I'm like, well, look at that. There's a Santana tandem, a red, crimson red Santana tandem and i'm like looking over a little bit more i'm like somebody converted it to straight bars and then one brake lever pulls two brakes because there's two in the rear and one pulls the front and all of a sudden i look and i'm like holy shit that's the tandem i raced in the river west 24 <laughs> it's in fact the work i did to it so, it, so someone is consigning that one, i'm right? guessing that shay is consigning that santana yeah it was well, too big for me anyway so that one had two brake cables that operates two separate brakes from one lever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been dealing with these bear, I don't know how you say it, B-A-R-A-E, whatever. They're like uh, Copenhagen is the model, and it has two wheels in the front, a big, big wood box. It's a 36-volt e-bike thing. And the first one we did for a customer who bought it online, tried to assemble it, and I'm like, if you folks buy one of these online, don't try to assemble it yourself because no. dang old thing is kind of complicated. But uh, that one had cable to actuate, the, and it has disc calipers. So the cables, you know, you got to sync them so it's working right. The second one that came in had hydraulics that one Ooh. does two. That thing was way easier to set up. I'll bet. It so was, one hydraulic brake lever with two lines going out of it? Yeah. Goes oh, to two, the two front Who brakes. makes that? I, you know what? Tektro or somebody. I didn't, I'm, it's not, I mean, these bikes are not super expensive, so it's not like it's, you know, top of the line Megura or Shimano or right, but, whatever, but it's, you know, there's so many hydraulic brake makers out there now. I, I so to be fair, to be fair, since our, we're not in the good graces of some of our suppliers currently, owing to the fact that we owe them a few bucks. Oops. Not a lot. I mean, they're getting kind of snarky about it though. But frankly, I go to some of these online places and order parts because I can't order them that cheap from the distributor. And I'm like, hey, folks, you know, give me 15% or something to go through the motions of getting the thing so that you don't have to do it because you don't know what you're getting. But what I'm getting at here is there is a butt-ass load of hydraulic brakes that I don't know who makes them, but... There's tons of them. We have to have Trusky on here just to go over the ones he purchases on Alibaba. Yeah, he because he has gotten some killer breaks for yeah, peanuts. He, I don't. He must know the factories, or maybe I don't know. But he does definitely he, have the knack for finding the goodness. He kind of told me he just rolled the dice on a few sets. Well, because they're like thirty bucks or forty yeah, bucks. Yeah, it's loaded. like eh, you know, if they hy- don't work, I'll whatever. right hydraulic. You know, you just wait three and a half months for them to come, but they're. All right, so here's the thing. That was going to be a burp, but I didn't burp. Anyway, so here's the thing. I ordered some uh, post-mount, well, these are ISO mount to road flat mount brakes, which is what a lot of, like, gravel hydraulic brakes are now flat mount. They're not the old school ISO 
break where you could have a bunch of different uh, mounts to mount into that spot. So there's one company in Canada that makes them. I'm like, oh, good. They're North American. I'll support those guys. You're still waiting. No, I did finally, after six weeks, get the first set. Because somehow our wonderful postal system lost them, I'm sure. The second set that I ordered from them probably took like maybe two weeks. Ordered them from China, and they were here in like nine days. <laughs> I, and I'm not saying support China, folks. That would no, be, that would be a stupid thing is... to say. But it's just, it, we have, I think we've talked about this before. I'm proud, I know I have, is that getting stuff in from China is super simple. Sending shit out of this country anywhere else Pain in the ass. is, and I, I, so I sent some uh, rims. Somebody wanted a, a 29er set of our North Paw rims over in uh, Austria. I'm like, oh, Austria is not, you know, third world or anything. They got a decent postal system. Oh, God. So I, so I sent him over there. Well, it was like 85 bucks to ship him. Wow. And he's like, cool. You know, he it actually, Shopify was not far off. I was very happy that they actually got the number kind of, sort of right. Um, but I sent him and then he, he texts me and says, uh, or emails me and says, oh, they tried to deliver them. Even though I was here, they said I wasn't here. And now they're returning in the center. I'm like, whoa, no, 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 no. Can't you call your post office and do this and that? Well, two days later he goes, yeah, that was a big snafu. I don't know what happened, but then they delivered him like, you know, an hour and a half, the next, whatever it was. Wow. That's funny. But I was panicking because I don't want to lose you know, 90 or a hundred bucks on the return shipping. Right. So not a, I don't, it ended well. I really, yes, in this case it did, but I really try not to send stuff overseas just because it just, it doesn't work very well. Right. Unless you're doing Mechanism, it by volume. Yeah. Well, I mean, the postal service is supposed to take care of it, but they, I don't know, drop the ball on that one, at least in the communication portion. So, yeah. Let's turn on the show notes. I don't know. What's what do we got we, going here? Oh yeah, ha. there will be a there will be a picture of this in the show notes. So you know how we have that big uh, overhead door in front of the current shop over at the old amorphic building over there. Yeah, I go there and there's these freaking logs in front, directly in front of the door. They're only probably whatever. How wide's that door? Twelve feet or something? Something like that. It's yeah. a big door, and so they're as wide as the door, and they're about four to six inches in diameter. They're stripped of bark and they're piled up there. Probably a dozen or two dozen of them. There's what the a, hell? But right in front of the door. Right. I'm like, don't uh, you think use somebody door. else wants to use this door? I'm like, what the hell? So I did like some burnouts on them and stuff. Probably got some rubber on there. Nice. I don't know. It just, it's, this is one of the reasons why that particular location is not going to work because... I hate to say it, folks, but we are, and this is kind of etched, not an etched in stone. It's etched in stone. We're moving back to the nut factory because, God damn it, I love this place. Look at how it's nice a great it's, space. It's where I met you, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I like remember a that. A long time oh, yeah, ago. Oh, yeah, I was at a party at one of our open house uh, nut factory, what do they call those things? The nut factory party? Yeah, whatever. For lack of a better Annual. term. By the way, Actually, it was before that, though, just so you know, because I found you on Craigslist and saw that you were building extra cycles and then when I saw Oh yeah yeah that's yeah. when I was totally nerdy and reverse engineered your website to find out where the location was. That you're such a nerd. I'm like, I gotta look this up. I know this building. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah for sure. I it anyway, so this is still like home. We've been here for I don't know, twenty years in this building probably. So we'll we'll there is gonna be a shop 
of sorts over there. That's gonna be so cool. Underground. Hey, guess what? I'm gonna I'm gonna push a button right here. Welcome to the radio program caller. Who do we have on the line? Hey boys, it's Silly Dave. Hey, Silly Dave. Mm. I, I I looked at your um your your visage just before the show to see what show number you were on for your um for your pod, yeah, video for as long as you guys video podcast thing. No, I mean I'm surprised you're already at you know number six. I was kind of watching the uh, the beginning of that, and I I gotta get I gotta get some time to because I think what you're doing is interesting. I hope other folks find it interesting. Well, you can you can I try to. I'm better at it now than I was in the first couple of episodes. um, I'm pretty conscious about trying to record the show so you can just listen to it without video, which is, you know, for people that are busy, that's often easier. That said, I mean, you know, the, the thing involves my photography and video of trails and stuff. So, so you're miss out a little bit if you don't watch watch the video version of it on YouTube or Spotify or something like that. But, um, but you can just listen, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, I, I, I think what you're doing is, is valuable and, you know, we're on like show, I don't know, 500 and something. So you don't just walk into the studio and know what you're doing right away, right, but you, right. you really come across very professionally already and you know, you've only done a few of them. So you, they can only get better. They can't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the plan. I, I kind of, what, one thing that I realized, you know, I ha, I sort of had this idea in mind. Uh, it was going to be kind of a blend of, of like the sort of like the, the just sort of random, you know, conversation that this show has blended with like, kind of like mountain bike radio, but then a, also the old Canva country show. And then like, overall flavor of like a prairie home companion where <laughs> except instead of being about a fictional town of Lake Wobegon, I was actually giving people, you know, real news about a real place. Sure. That I hope is sounds kind of as quaint. However, I quickly realized and I I it was an actual realization that I do not speak as prosaically as I hear myself think. Yeah. <laughs> you know? your, your, your head says stuff your mouth can't produce. Right. Unless I write it down and then I can craft it, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a trained journalist. So, so I think I, in my head, I think things and in my head, they sound like they're going to end up if I write them, but um, I'm trying to resist. I've tried scripting it. And then as soon as I so comes across that more that way, and if you've ever even watched any of the videos of the live shows of Prairie Home Companion, that was all scripted. Everybody had pieces of paper. They were reading their scripts and stuff, you know. It wasn't even memorized like like real like actors on I, stage. Or, yeah, I'm sure you know. they I'm sure they did some run throughs though, just to kind of know, you know, what the meter is and where to be. They probably did that. But yeah. Garrison, if you watch him, Garrison's actually holding a piece of paper and reading what he wrote. Sure. You know, um so, and I don't want to do that on video, you know. I don't want to no. do that. So I'm trying to trying to figure it out so I can maybe you know, I, I once said this to Bob Roll. Um uh I was like, Bob, you know, 
I love you and Phil and Paul and the way you announced, and this was back a long time ago. This is 20 years ago um, when I ran into him at some event. And uh, I said, I love how you guys announce and your little phrases like not a pedal turned in anger. A lot of, a lot of them were Philisms, but Bob has his own as well. Um, I said, but you know what I really like? I really like those old Jorgen Leth movies, you know, like stars and water bottle characters and stuff. Those, those sort of like doc, post-event documentary kind of things about like about a Merckx and and those days and um and and he, he kind of got pissed at me he's like you know those are all scripted those are it, it, it's not that easy to just talk like that and and so here I go I guess it's payback is is uh come around full circle for me because I, I finally realized how hard that actually is to do yeah, I think, you know, the more the better you know what you're talking about and and the more knowledge you have of what you're actually trying to communicate, the less you need something scripted. Unless you're trying to be clever or you really think that, you know, what's in your head is going to make somebody feel good or laugh or whatever. But if you know your thing, you know whatever it is you're talking about, having a script probably stumbles you more than just having a basic outline. It's like, I want to talk about this thing that happened. I know it happened because I was there or I lived through it. Right. And I really don't need a script to say what actually well, so happened at for that me, thing. You're right. You're right. Cause in the first few shows I was trying to do that and I had, and push all the buttons between the, the video switcher and the bore, you know, the roadcaster and, and the computer cause I'm blending all those things. And I had the script written down, and it was it was kind of like embarrassing. But I just published them anyway. I didn't care. Yeah, I think well, that's um, that's how you start. So the first episodes are kind of <laughs> yeah, they're kind of messy. But um, but you know, I think about like you know like, and I know some of these things were scripted, but like you know, real great orators in our time, even like you know Jesse Jackson or Barack Obama or that sort of preacher ability to speak you know, um, very prosaically. I'm not a great order. I've, I've just learned that. So yeah. or maybe I'll get better at it. No, you know? Well, maybe you, you will it. undoubtedly get better by doing it more. But, uh, you know, I think those guys said the same speech basically 50 or a hundred times to different audiences. Maybe. So, you know, it, it, there, you know, some spontaneity probably happened, but for the most part, I think they had an agenda. They wanted to get it out there. They knew their talking points and they knew how to get around to it. And they were good enough to read a room and kind of pull in other things that maybe. But like the Baptist preachers, it's, I mean, I haven't, I haven't gone to too many Baptist ceremonies. I've been <laughs> to actually a couple. Um, and, um, and Baptist preachers managed to kind of do that every weekend, you know, every Sunday they can throw down and it gets everybody fired up and they're, they're great orders. But, you know, they grew up in that culture, too. Like, you know, I guess like maybe rappers is, is a very similar thing that that, you know, if you grew up listening to hip hop and wanting to be a rapper, you've learned how to like rhyme on your feet, you know, which oh, yeah. I couldn't do to save my life. <laughs> right. So, uh, so if you grew up in the church, you probably learned how to speak that way, too, because you heard it, you know, two times every week, you know, or, or more if you're in a church family. Right. On, you know? for sure. So. Yeah, but anyway, it's fun. Uh, yeah, that. So uh, for your listeners, it's it's the Northwoods Ramble, and it is on on YouTube or or uh, Spotify or Apple or whatever. Um, 
Yeah, check it out. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll, fun. I'll put a I'll put a link in there. I got links in here already too from show guest Dave Slabowski in my in my show notes. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about too was the gear library you're doing that you just kind of went live with. Yeah. And we I think we tu- I think we yeah. touched on it maybe a, a couple of months ago before we took our hiatus. And, or or you and I talked about it or whatever, but somehow this gear library idea yeah, you made it happen. Yeah, and I I've talked about it on every I've talked about it on every episode of the podcast and I, I have of my Northwoods Ramble podcast and I, I just today, as of today or kind of yesterday, but today officially it's, it's on, I figured out a system to do it. So the, I was going to ha- give the gear to the bike, local bike shops to like new moon um, and to Riverbrook and Hayward and let them handle it. But then when we looked into it a little bit more, the whole process of like, getting wet tents back and drying them out or laundering sleeping bags, the the lightweight quilts that I've got, you know, neither bike shop has any infrastructure for doing either of those things. Um, And I do here, you know, I mean, we've got an Airbnb, so we've got, you know, two sets of washers and dryers. I've got a, a heated garage where if it's raining outside, I can hang things in to dry as soon as they get returned so I think the way I'm working it now is is if somebody wants to like pick it up at a, at um you know the bike shop I can drop it off for them but I, I'm gonna have them return it to my place and stuff to my place in Sealy and then ideally if it's not raining out or something when they come back I'm gonna say just set up the tent and hang the sleeping bag on the line when you when you return it you know just so everything gets aired out that sort of stuff but right. i i'm using a recreal go it's a it's a it's a nationwide or larger i'm not sure um rental application almost every bike shop or atv rental or you want to rent a jet ski somewhere or something they all use this app um and um uh, the guy that created it is the guy that i worked with directly to set it up it's super simple i think he charges like Six percent or something like that on top of on top of whatever rental I get. So the fees just it's just sort of a wash, and everybody uses it. The bike shops use it for their bikes and stuff up here. So and nobody the ATV rental places use it for theirs. Nobody seems to complain about the added six percent fee right, that goes to right. where we'll go. And my prices are cheap anyway. Yeah, I was I, know, so. I I did look over your list. You might just. Uh... And I thought the prices were super reasonable. So uh, just give a heads up on what you actually have currently available. Yeah. So what I wanted to do is, you know, I've been doing bikepacking for a long time. It grew into, I grew into it since before there was a term bikepacking. I mean, the first time I rode the Colorado Trail from Durango up through Silverton, past Ure. I can't remember the name of the town we ended in. Um, but, you know, it was like 100 miles or something on the Colorado Trail with my old Waterford with one point, Richie WCS 1.75s and uh, a Gervin flex stem and a USE suspension seat post, you know, yeah, but, and 10 years. And or at least 90, 10 years. And that, what, what you're not saying, Dave, is 90% of what you just did was uphill. Yeah. Well, there's a lot I mean, of climbing for sure. When you're, when you're getting all the way up there to Uray, you're making a big climb. 
Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a big climb up up there. But there were downhills as well, and they were sketchy on 1.75, but um, mm-hmm. but doable. And so in mustache bars, and we didn't really have a name for it back then. Um, but so I, my point is, I've been doing this for a really long time. So over the years, I've accumulated all kinds of tents and sleeping bags and. And it's evolved into now its current state of bike packing. It's no longer, you know, just touring, bicycle, bicycle touring or bike camping. Now it's bike packing. There's a term for it. And there's specific bags so that you can ride a full suspension bike or, or a, a racy 29er or something that, that doesn't have, you know, brazons for racks and stuff. And honestly, the racks don't work very well because all that vibration on those trails eventually you know, fresh stress fractures happen and, and things break. Um, so hang in bikepacking specific bags to your, your bike, whether it be with volet straps or with Velcro straps is a, is a better system, honestly. Um, and it allows you to ride any bike. So, but to, but so my, what I'm saying is I've been doing this for a long time and I've accumulated lots of gear over the, over all those years sleeping bags of all different temperatures, all lightweight sort of down stuff and things like that. And then I started to think about it. Like if, if somebody wanted to actually, I'd like to try bike packing. Well, okay. The tent is $500. The sleeping bag is $200. Right. You know I mean? It, it, the bags are another 350 bucks or 400 bucks. It very quickly turns into like, well, it's not possible. And what if I don't like it? Or even if you know you like it, but you only, you've got a full-time job and a family and, Maybe you can only do it once or twice a year. Do you want $1,500 worth of gear sitting on a shelf 50 weeks a year? Right. Um, yeah, maybe 51 you know, in my case. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's a big investment to make. So so um, I thought, well, what if I create this gear library for this lending library? And initially it was just going to be for community members. Um, and, and people would be able to just basically, and people have already been borrowing it. And they've just taken it for free. But long term, you know, things are going to get damaged through, you know, Use. that's what happens. The tent's going to get ripped. The sleeping bag's going to get a hole in it. You know, all that sort of stuff. Things are going to need to be replaced. So I decided to use an actual rental system, charge reasonable fees. And then I've got discount rates for like if you're local or if you're, uh, you know, you support some other group like the North website or something like that. Or maybe I'll, I'll probably work with the local bike shop. So if you want to check the gear out through New Moon, um, I'll give a discount because you're a New Moon customer or something like that. You know, I reached out to the guys at bikepacking.com and said, hey, if you guys want to reference this, if you want, they've got that um, uh bike packers collective you know for bikepacking.com yep. you're a member basically and you get have, their, their printed books and i stuff. have never won anything um, yet i've been a member for years i haven't either <laughs> i do like getting but that magazine sure though got, i do too it's worth it for me just for those those books right but and do they do they not smell really size. good those things smell so good when they yeah, show they up do. i'm like nice i know yeah i know but we're old school print guys we like that sort of stuff um, the smell of trifle in the morning. You know? Uh oh, Tony's got the the dinger. Oh, we're ringing a bell. Well, we'll take a we'll take a quick top of the hill break while we we uh, continue this discussion. Okay, we'll continue and then I'll this tell, discussion. Tell people what I got. Yeah, yeah, I in like a moment. It. Uh, we're well. Uh, you you might have noticed there is no JK tonight. So, 
We had some foggy geezers left from last week. This War Pigs Brewing. Ah. This is a collaboration yep. between... There's a couple of different breweries that, that, that are collaborating on this beer. I think it's on the can, which I have to pull out of the thing. But it's super good beer. Um, I, I've I, had I, it, actually. I actually just looked at it today in the liquor store. Yeah. When I well, it's my, it's my, pretty darn good. I mean, either. my favorite thing about it is the all-black They're, the war, they're the war Pig guys, too, right? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Are, they are the War, war Pigs pig. brewery. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. War, war Pigs, right. uh, and they work with other breweries. And I don't remember who they work with on this particular one, but they do... Mm work with different breweries to make different beers. So anyway, it's, it's an all tasty. black can. It's very good. And you can't drink. Well, I can't drink more than three of them. Fortunately, I'm only on number two. So how about you, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I looked at that. I, I was at the um, grocery store today and I went in the liquor store and I was like looking for uh, uh, some beer. Cause we're kind of down to like random cans in the fridge. And um, I was looking over at that stuff. And then I found single cans of Lagunitas Tiki Fusion Zombie. Mm. 10% ABV. Ooh. Ooh, wow. Cocktail inspired IPA. Whoa. With orange, lime, grapefruit, and allspice. And? And it, it's delicious, but it drinks like Kool Aid. Oh, that's a problem. That's why they right? sell it in I'm a single can. I only bought one of them, and they and they they come in. What is it? It's it's a weird size. It's, it's not. It's a tall can, uh, but it's bigger just, than a tall boy. I just had one it of these is, too. It's, it's like one pint, three point two ounces. Yeah. So what is that? Nineteen point two. What's the what is the point of that? I don't size? know. Anybody- does it translate um, into milliliters somehow? I I got burned by this too, Dave. When I was at the grocery store and I saw a um, I didn't know at the time, but an Imperial um, New Belgian Ranger uh, zombie zombie. No, what's the Ranger beers that they sell? The really strong ones. And yeah, I got it home. It was the tropical version. I poured it nineteen point three ounces. And I started drinking, and I'm like, oh, this is bad news. This is so easy to drink, and it's coming in at, you know, 10.9. Like, right. Oh. It's like beer wine. Yeah. Voodoo Ranger. It oh. was a It was a double right, IPA. It is like, kind of like in the range of barley wine, but yeah. this is like, like I said, this is crazy easy to drink. Yeah. So I'm glad I only bought one. I bought one single can, so I'm kind of glad of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so but, th- uh, there's your top of the hill so beer you, stop sponsored we, by. Before we hit the top of the hill, you, <laughs> before we hit the top of the hill, you're asking me what gear I have. So yep. I can very yeah. quickly run through. Yeah, this. sure, um, sure. So I've got Big Agnes Copper Spur UL two killer, killer. Uh, I have one. That's an awesome then, tent. Yeah, they they're great. I've got five of each of these things, or if they're a pair thing, like I've got the Relevate um, feed bags, the the handlebar you know, those things that hold water bottles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've got 10 of those. I've got five Relevate 14 liter Terrapin seat bags. And then I've got five salsa, anything cradles with the big, um, uh, double opening, uh, dry bag that fits in it. And then I've got, um, five enlightened equipment, like 40 degree, um, synthetic quilts that pack super tiny. And then I've got five, uh, XPED UL 
something or other. They're they're super lightweight. Um, one R, I think they're called the Xpad Hyperlite UL One R sleeping pads. They're almost as tiny as a Thermarest Uberlite, but they inflate easier, faster. They don't make as much noise, and they're half the price of a Thermarest Uberlite. Well, so, I, I, and then I've got some cheap, inexpensive titanium um, cook stove things that ooh, you know uh, screw onto the top of those. Um, the, the canisters. Yeah. Uh, so of, of all the, of all the, so of all the stuff you listed, um, my big pain point has always been the sleeping pad. I want to, I, I need to know your sleeping pad because I've got like five of them and there's always something about a sleeping pad that just sort of irks me. They're not long enough. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I gotta be coddled a little bit, you know, I can't just sleep on a, yeah. a half a length one or something stupid like that. Have you ever looked at right. see hammock? So I did get no, the, I, I can't did sleep get in hammock. Regular... No, no hammock for Greg. Really? No, or Sven either. Oh, both man. of us, both of us will not do a hammock. Oh, I sleep. Oh, it would baby. make my back and oh. yeah. Yeah. I wish I could sleep in a hammock. Yeah, I wish I'm I a could. Stomach sleeper or a side sleeper. Yeah, on my four. back, unless I'm drunk, I don't fall asleep. <laughs> well, that might be the point: I'm, is get hammered before you get no, in a hammock. No, I'm, I'm a side sleeper and I sleep in a Hennessy. <laughs> well, I, I so sleep I, really yeah, well in a Hennessy on just, my side. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I've tried them and I have not been successful. I, and on the quilt side of stuff, I love my Big Agnes stuff. I have a couple different yeah. versions of the Big Agnes from, like one I use. Almost every day because I sleep on top of the bed at home, and sometimes I throw that thing on me when I'm a little bit chilled. But it's so lightweight; it's yeah. so awesome. And the quilt systems, yeah. I, I, hands down, the best thing for bike packing for sure. I I agree; they work really great. And these are made over in Minnesota, um, so um, Ooh, oh. but so I've got all of those all of those things, and um, uh, and. You know, I, I didn't want to get into frame bags because that's so specific. And I figured anybody that's borrowing my gear is probably not borrowing it to go on like a 12, 15 day expedition. Right. They're probably using it for a weekend. And you can fit enough stuff in these things, you know, the 14 liter seat bag, the big handlebar bag, and then, you know, if you needed to, you could always bring a small backpack if you want. If you didn't have enough room for everything, you know, you could probably do that too. So, um, so I think that it should be good. Everybody, the people that have borrowed it so far, have been really, really happy with it. Yeah, right on. I would think too that you know one of the first things that I always throw on a new bike that I build is a frame bag. So, a lot of people probably that's like that's sort of the base you start there, right? Because maybe you, you, people are getting yeah. Even commuting around town, you know, I just, even commuting around town because you you can carry a few beers in there. You can throw your lock and your lights and your extra layer. And it's like, you don't have to, my whole thing about riding around town. If you have a couple of those handlebar, handlebar feedback things, it's easy to carry water bottles. Absolutely. And I can't stand wearing a backpack if I don't have to. So, you know, that's why the I don't like it either. The backpack rides on the bike. It doesn't ride on my back. Yeah, Although, I don't like, let me I don't, do a, I don't like let me do a quick plug for my favorite new backpack, which is really a small backpack. It's that that slack, nice that pack. slacker from uh, Roadrunner. Man, you know, I've got a bunch of bigger backpacks for carrying like my house around or you know whatever my forty eight books I'm going to do my PhD with or whatever. 
But this thing is just, this, it's small. It has a sternum strap. It's light. It's inexpensive. I think it retails for $135. i am like, golly, that's a perfect backpack for around town for sure. Made in America. America, down in L.A. there. Yep. Cool. I have their large, bag. Yeah, I yeah. have their large commuter bag, and that thing is killer. Yeah, trust me. I don't. I like trust just bag. bought one too. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so unless you guys have, unless you guys have uh, another guest coming on, I have another couple of questions for you. Oh, go um, ahead. No, well, you, you're you're you. our you're our superhero, and I got one for you when you're done with us. So, what do you got? Okay. So you know, I've been trying to figure out a way to go bike packing. Go now. There's a term for this too: dog packing with cowboy you know he's eight years old now he still can run pretty good um but you know he can't do 40 miles in a day uh anymore he he just can't do that so um i've been reading all these you know mira la para and all these other various dog packing things and and um and thinking about systems to do this and uh there's just something uh about those omnium um, cargo bikes, which I like the look of, they're lightweight. They fit like 2.6 inch tires. They're now called Omnium Wi-Fi. They, they made them so they fit wider tires, um, and uh, you can fit 2.6s on it. But I've got this, for, and I might get an Omnium, but in the future. But that's another $3,500 investment or something like that. Um, so I've got this old Yuba. Sweet curry, the the non electric version. Yeah, that you Yuba long. You had. added the Bafang mid drive too. I did add the Bafang. So right now it's it's because I used to have a, a Yuba um, Supermarche front loader that was non electric, and that was sort of like my short trip grocery getter and stuff like that in Milwaukee. I got rid of that when I when I that was like sort of like their version of a bullet, and I got rid of that when we left because I didn't think we'd need it here. I kept the electrified sweet curry but i could remove that electric system if i wanted to to be free of electric for bike packing and then that bike without all the add-ons actually only weighs about 45 pounds right that that because it's all aluminum so i was like what if i put it's got a 26 inch wheel in the front and a 20 inch wheel in the back with lots of clearance so what if i put like a 2.6 knobby in the back, a 20 inch. And then what if I put a suspension fork <laughs> in the front and I use like a platform on the back. Cause that thing's got like these plat, this, it works like a, a, a platform that you either can put the, you know, the things that like with uh extra cycle, you, you can put your feet on at the bottom. This bike allows you to plug those in on the top too, like a flatbed. So I could move those if I'm going, when I'm, when I'm using it for getting around town, it's got like a soft seat in the back and like Liz can sit on the back and she puts her feet on those things or I strap my groceries to those things or whatever. But, um, for cowboy, I could move those things up. So it was like a flat bed in the back and just put like a pad across that for him to lay on love and it. hop off and hop on, you I'd know, love it. but so, um, but it's got a 1.5 inch steerer and I'm wondering about, I, I messaged you about this, Greg. Um, so you're right. I, I, it's got a 1.5 inch straight steerer, aluminum steerer right now, but you're right. Everybody from Cane Creek to Wolf Tooth 
to whoever makes makes adapters, step down adapters for those headsets. So I could run a tapered steer in yeah, that yeah, if I want. For sure. So so I can get a more modern twenty six inch fork and I could either get like an inexpensive twenty six inch suspension fork or I could get like a fat bike fork. Oh, 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 I like this. What, what, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, if I'm going on this trip with Cowboy, I'm gonna be riding gravel roads for the most part. Maybe sure. a little two track or something. What about, what I'm ab- not gonna be doing. What, what, what about just know, like a big, Ren, what about a Ren Carbon if you're gonna run a fat tire anyway? You know, save, just, save yeah, the weight, some, get, get, get the suspension in the tire a little bit and. Oh. Yeah, so I'm not wondering that about that, and I've I've got a pair of of your old um, uh, those 47 millimeter uh, rim North paws wheel set. Yep. Um, so I've got actually a spare set of fat bike rims that I could use for the front if I just got a fat bike fork. And I'm wondering if you have anything, and I know you're kind of like trying to sell stuff out. Yeah. So um, if I got a, a, what, a tapered uh, adapter, right? Maybe you guys have right. some sort of fork I could work with. So what, and, uh, does the are the wheels built up with hubs, or is it just the rims? No, they're built up with hubs. So, I think they're. Um, so is it a 135 front hub? I believe so. Yeah. If that's the case, I think I still have a MRP slash White Brothers one thirty five carbon fork. I yeah, also, I, mean, I, I if, if you if, running, well, if you want to throw away like your life savings, I also have that Marzocchi that Brad Bingham built that is a one thirty five um, Marzocchi bomber with the custom aluminum you know pieces that he made to make it fit a fat bike. <laughs> I, it's on my. Uh, I, you know, I mean, I don't want to. I'm I, actually, I'm kind of looking for like semi deals on this sort of thing because yeah, yeah. like, I'm not sure this is, this is the final system. Like the Omnium has been proven for this and maybe that's in my future. I'm looking at but that mini V3 right now. That, that thing is, I mean, I'm looking at all the Omniums that V3, I, that looks really cool. It's the short one. Right. It's the shortest one. Bikes. Yeah. Right. They're pretty sweet, but, but you know, that's a big, big spend. Where it's like, I'd like to just try this and sort of adapt my my current bike, you know, to, to just give it a shot, yes. you know, so without without breaking the bank. Right. So, so do, you want, do you want do you want cowboy to ride on offline, the? But if you want to dig, yeah. If you want to dig through your stuff and maybe we'll see what you got, and maybe uh, something that you know you don't need too much money for. I don't need something super, you know, blingy. Right. Right. Um, but. Uh, Let's let's talk uh, after the show. See what you guys maybe have. Absolutely, right on. You know, here's a question for you too. You would know this. Does anybody make 26 plus tires anymore? Mm, It's been really thin pickings. I I don't. It wasn't the Nard. Wasn't the Nard at 26 plus? There was a 26 plus Nard. Start out 27.5. Like you want to be at like three inches. As a plus, but not full on. If I'm not on. doing a suspension fork, if I'm not doing a suspension fork, I want at least three inches. And with 
47 millimeter rims, probably a four inch tire is probably as wide as I. Yeah. Yeah. You could do like, I mean, I, I still have some, some Larry's floating around. You could throw that on there. That'd be, I, so, and, and, uh, I have, Oh, that'd be fine. Yeah. So I have a bunch of other tires too. Like we have some, um, pan erasers. They were really, really narrow for the size that they were stated. Um, I use them on the ape pan eraser fat bike tire. Yeah. But they're like, they say they're, like fours, but they're like three point eights or something. Really, maybe they're maybe narrower oh, well, than you think they are. Might be, that yeah. might be perfect for this because I'm really just riding it on gravel, and I just want to take the edge off of like you know washboard and stuff like that. You know. So is cowboy going to ride on the front or the back? Back. No, the back because it's a uh-huh. long tail. Oh, that and so the oh, I'm like looking at the mini. Well, uh, you're He's okay. at the Curry right I'm now. still looking at the Omniums. <laughs> I'm still I'm still focused on the on the sweet Curry. Copy yeah. that. All right, I, I feel curry. you. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, yeah. Let's I talk. Mean, eventually, right. I'd love to have the titanium Omnium Wi-Fi. That's what I'd love to have. <laughs> wow. But that's a six thousand dollar proposition. You know, it seems kind of cheap for titanium now. All right, here's a question it for you. It is inexpensive for titanium. Remember, I had a question You're for right, you. It is. It's inexpensive. Yeah, you did. All right, we'll uh, go to that. So I got this thing from Salsa, how they're, first of all, they're changing the name of the Mucklock to Heyday, which I get because, you know, they it was potentially problematic. They had an audit on the names yeah. of their stuff, blah, blah, blah. But what, yeah. what, what kind of pissed me off about Salsa is they call their current bikes with four-inch plus or bigger tires – they call them fat tired bikes. They don't call them fat bikes anymore. Hmm. And I'm like, well, really? well, we still have fat bikes. You, they're no, they're calling them fat tired bikes. I'm like, are you well, out of your did mind? You patent that or something? Are you? Well, I have not, an idea why that might be. Because I have an idea why that might be. And it, it's relative. Do you listen to Gomez's show at all? Uh, did I say? Anymore? Did I say why? Or, or no, I don't often listen to his show. So he, I should, though. he has been circulating. He's, he's my friend. He's been circulating a rumor. He's been circulating a rumor that Salsa is about to drop a six inch or surely a six inch tired, 24 inch wheeled fat bike. We've, we've been hearing about this for and, like five years, though. Maybe and why does that change it from being a fat bike? Maybe it's coming. Maybe it's coming to fruition with uh, you know the lack of the pandemic. But yeah, we've been hearing about that for five years. I held my mouth. Maybe he just. I don't know. And we're not talking Gomez here, though. <laughs> what is his but name? But I'm I'm wondering if I'm wondering if if salsa is like if they're going to reserve if they're moving their fat bike term to uh, for that holding it for that six inch. Yeah, that would be kind of a dick move. And I would say... It would be. It you mean would. so anything under six would be a fat tired fat, bike? Really? And then anything six would be a fat bike? <laughs> what was That's fat, dumb as shit. That, that is the stupidest right. thing I've ever heard. Right. Right. Why take a whole category and, and crush it well, under marketing, your foot? Marketing, of course. Marketing. Fuck those guys. Sorry, Salsa. Well, if, that's, if that's your plan, you can go fuck yourself. Otherwise... I'm just, Call them fat I'm bikes like they are. Yeah, no, I mean, if, if I'm just postulating. I better listen to Gomez's show. But, so I saw him up on the latest gossip. Left, I don't, I don't want to throw any, I don't want to throw any shade on anybody at Salsa because they still make cool shit. 
Um, and I do honestly appreciate their cultural sensitivity. I know a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, for sure, like, for sure. No, that, that that was the good part of I that thing. I totally disagree. I appreciate that that they did it. They did a study and they found that to be problematic, and they're making a change. Who cares? It's just a fucking name. Um, if it doesn't, why piss people off? I don't. Some well, people like to piss people so, off. So okay, so I you, do you, in certain situations. But this also want to piss somebody off by calling it a heyday when also somebody that used to be a salsa guy has a hey duke. Mmm. Mmm. See, I didn't think about that. No, I did. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I'm yeah, just that is kind of close. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big company, bad marketing. <laughs> Well, and you know the the big Q mothership has definitely changed over the sure. years since uh, our right. our you dear know, friend Mister Flag has left. Right, and 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 the old Hurl and Jeff Brain and all you know those days are you know um, those days are gone. You know, and but Salva had all kinds. Well, surely, I mean that was part of their DNA was like, let's try to piss some people off with what we do. Remember there, that t-shirt, like, I'm with dummy. Yeah. Um, where, like, the arrow arrow pointed down to your dick, and really what it meant to do is we, point to the bike. We just talked about this last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did just talk about You're not on a bike. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, man. I wish I I wish I got one of those shirts. But yeah, well, there's, I'm anyway, sure they're still out there somewhere. Yeah, Chewy. Chuck, hey, there uh, talk is to more Chewy. to talk about. There is more to talk about up here, guys. So, so um, let me know if you want me to call in in the future. Uh, Absolutely, always, always. Hey, w- one final I'm question. Glad you're back, but I know you got one final question for you. Got to call it in. And- yeah, big sexy. Yeah. Well, he was here last couple of weeks ago. One more question: uh, Were you at all part of the Skunk River Cyclists uh, reunion up there? Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about that yeah. next time because Randy Dixon is a good. Buddy from the old days, and I'm just like he's was all over that thing. It was yeah, like, Michael Th- Michael Thaka was here. Yeah, uh, Hamston was there. Car- Connie was- Carpenter Finney, Connie Carpenter Finney stayed with us. Andy Hampstead, I was hanging yeah. with him for a while. Right on. Um, yeah, let's the talk guy about- that ran the guy that ran um, mountain bike action. I'm forgetting his name. Um, he was part of that scene too. He was here. Not not Zapata. Um, yeah, it was fun. So not Espinosa. Who was? I can't remember. Yeah, um, I met all no, not, it wasn't Espinosa, no. Uh, but I met all kinds of those guys. It was yeah. it was fun. I try not to be a too big of a fanboy. Well, I, I saw him. I saw him at the Delta um, Diner, and I'm like, Dave took me up there. That place is awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right, Dave. Well, thank you very much for being our best show guest tonight, and uh, you're welcome anytime on the show. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, all right. Yeah. Thank God uh, we had you. Otherwise we'd have to talk about other nothing. things and uh, hopefully people got something out of this and by cracky, we'll yeah, do it again. I liked your last show. I enjoyed it. Well, you're going to enjoy this one more cause you're on it. Yeah. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll be here next week, everybody Two seventeen apparently. Uh, not sure who's going to be here. Definitely. Okay, Tony, definitely Tony and I, but thank you very much. Peace. Bye Dave. Yep, you back. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. By golly, there's a lot of see. Here's what uh, happens when you that's take a, a long show, man. When you take a two month hiatus, that's what happens. You have a lot of stuff yeah. to talk about. Yeah. I don't even have that much else to talk about, except we've got fat bikes. We still call them fat bikes. Yeah, I know. We don't you even know call them fun. I rode a fat, fat bike here tonight. Higher bikes. What the hell's no. that? All right. Anyway, we still have some. I just okay. Here's what's happening. I just stripped down. 
or actually Stephen, I should say, just stripped down uh, a Wednesday because we needed parts for another build. And we build all these cool things. People see them and then they don't buy them. And maybe make an offer on something that's on the site that you think is stupid low, but I might be stupid needing your money. So let's just see what happens. Yeah. Good deals in some ARs. I keep, like I, oh, I keep putting stuff up there. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. We well, should sell some of those, buddy. Yeah, we, just telling you. Can't build them up. Voice of reason. Well, I'll tell you this. My buddy Matt built up a badass one, and I told him, buy your parts online for the most part, except for certain things that we needed to get because the freaking online stuff is cheaper than I can buy it for. It's still pissing me off. All right, it's pissing me off. I don't want to go out on this on a pissed off note. So uh, thank you, Dave Schlebowski, for being our wonderful guest. Uh, No, JK. No, JK. Well, you know, here's the thing. He doesn't listen to the show anyway. So I think he should, though, especially. He should try at least. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I don't know. I always listen. Also, and as a final thing, it is or was, has been this week my 25th wedding anniversary. Woohoo, congratulations. So the uh, lovely wife, Wendy, happy anniversary. Because she does listen to the show. I got you on my mind. Baby. All right. That's about as good as it's going to get today. Thank you very much, and we'll be back next week. Yeah.